1: We're we'll to talk some affordability issues now in the province of Alberta. We'll get to the auto insurance thing in a minute, get your take on that. But as you know, and you probably heard, there are some concerns. Uh, first of all, we've got electricity rates in this province that are bonkers, um, and also some concerns about the Alberta government's campaign to tell the feds. That's what it's called, right? Tell the feds. It's currently blanketing Ontario with advertising, warning of soaring prices and rolling blackouts if the federal government's Uh, clean energy regulations come to pass. Now, some experts in the field say ads are flat-out misleading in some cases, and others are pointing out the fact that, you know, with what we're dealing with in terms of cost of electricity in Alberta right now, perhaps, maybe, the millions of dollars that are being spent on these campaigns right now could be better used right here in Alberta to help Albertans. The Premier was asked about that at a news conference this week. She doesn't uh, see it that way.
0: Do you think spending $8 million on the Telefez campaign is more important or a better place than just putting that money into relief for Albertans and their energy bills?
1: Well, because we're trying to make sure that every MP across the entire country understands that they're acting in a way that will create unreliability in our grid, create unaffordability in our grid and is unconstitutional. So MPs make a decision on this. Uh, MPs have the ability to advocate for something that is more reasonable, and we want to make sure that uh, every MP understands our position. Okay, so you've probably seen the ads. There's entire, uh, ironically, electric buses in Toronto that are wrapped in... Um Alberta government advertising a huge buy. I mean, it, I think the total is somewhere between seven and eight million dollars. And like I say, there are people that have a lot of concerns about that campaign and about electricity in Alberta too. Maybe we need to clean up our own backyard before we start talking to the rest of the country, but let's get into it. We're going to have a conversation with David Gray, former executive director and utility consumer advocate. Uh, David, thanks so much for joining us. I really do appreciate your time today, sir. Mr. Gannon, happy to be with you. Okay, to start, first of all, we we need to say this is all based on a draft plan, right? This is what the government is pushing back against here. It hasn't been finalized yet. The clean energy regulations are not law, at least not at this point.
0: So there's a few things with that. I started my career in system planning and electricity. I'm I'm a power guy and have been my whole career. Um, And um, the complaints they are making about 2035 don't address any of the problems that we have already existing in in Alberta. Um, And it's just sort of ironic, the metrics that they picked in terms of you may have blackouts, you may see your prices quadruple. In 2035, because of the Feds, are exactly what we're seeing here in 2023. (laughs) Well, this is the thing. Uh, uh, it's absurd, and that we have a, a massive problem in our electricity market that was known before the NDP got elected, um, so we need to fix that. And if we're going to spend $8 million on something, it would be consumer representation in any of these regulatory processes.
1: Okay, um, let's deal with that first. We'll we'll get to the ad campaign in a second. First of all, let's deal, because I agree with you. There's a tremendous amount of chutzpah for our government to be running around the country warning of soaring electricity rates and blackouts when we have soaring electricity rates in the province that they currently run. I mean, to the tune of four and five times they have increased. They're higher than anywhere else in the country. What got us into this? this mess. Uh, You've got a lot of background on how that market system that we hear so much about led to the point where we're now paying more than any other Canadian by a fair margin.
0: Our market was designed uh, contemporaneously with New Zealand's, uh, but New Zealand went uh, some degree further on making things smarter, whereas we went some degree further on making things dumber. Uh, We have a market where you only get paid if you generate. It's an energy-only market, Um, and the key factor in it is that everybody gets paid what the highest-priced unit is that needs to run in order to meet demand. Um, That market has some funny characteristics. It's it's a bad design. It doesn't uh, address future uh, supply and demand and tries to make a spot market do anything, with the result that you either get no profits going to anybody um, or the situation we have now where they use a a procedure called economic withholding or strategy where they'll price some of their plants out to the stratosphere so that they can drive the price up for everything else.
1: Yeah, economic Um, withholding, just to be clear, so our our audience knows exactly what we're talking about, it's the ability of power-generating companies in Alberta to say, you know what? Pull back a little bit, drive up the price of electricity, economic withholding, withhold power, to change the supply demand equation and increase prices, right? that's That's exactly it. It's just like OPEC, um, yes, you do it with prices. Now, um,
0: in the last market surveillance administrator quarterly report, I've seen something I never saw before, which is transCanada actually taking the plants, they say commercially offline. Um, those plants take 24 hours to restart, so we're getting into where we actually have effectively physically withholding, just like OPEC would do. Um, it's it's gross, Shay. Mm-hmm. It, um, it's an abuse of uh, its market power, written in as the only pricing mechanism in the the market, and it doesn't work for beans. Yeah, uh, anybody can see that. Um, and so um, myself and um, uh, and my friend, uh, who's a market expert, have put together a proposal. Essentially, just take the electricity market and make it just like the natural gas market. Uh, it works fine. Futures converge to the spot market. It would be, we would be fine. We would not have had these price excursions if we just had that design instead of the one we do
1: yeah and and to her credit i will i will give the premier credit for saying you know what she recognizes the system's broke it's not working and there needs to be changes made so so perhaps this is it what's the timeline in turning this around is it the wave of a hand here david or is it going to take a a bunch of doing to get prices reined in for albertans
0: uh if history's any guide the industry will slow walk this as long as they can Shay, they have 3.4 billion reasons to do so um, it's you know, like people don't understand how much money is going out of the province, but by this spring, it'll be on the order of 75 to $80 billion that's gone in profits above and beyond normal profits to these companies. Isn't that absurd? $80 billion. $80
1: billion in profit to the power in generators.
0: Profits above what they should be getting, above what's normal. So The idea that they have to have this to have new Plants built is ridiculous and absurd. The reason we don't have new plants built is no one will play in our ridiculous cornered market.
1: Okay, uh, yeah, mind-boggling numbers. And like I say, the premier recognizes the system's broken. It's now it's a matter of okay, let's fix it. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, the campaign. David, no. let's talk about that. We're we're, we're running all over the country saying, hey, listen, nobody wants to freeze in the dark. You, you know, all these sorts of things. You're going to have blackouts. Your rates are going to soar. Some people have said that's misleading. Is it? I mean, the Alberta Energy, uh, what's it called? The AESO has actually said, no, you know what? The, these federal regulations could lead to blackouts. So there is some truth in there, isn't there? No. Um,
0: <laughs> I am very concerned the extent to which that the people that are supposed to be working for us have become uh, partisanly dis- defensive of this government. Um, people should have resigned over the way things have, have come to pass. But I guess back in 2007, Neil Knight fired the top three guys at the ISO and his top guy electricity because they wouldn't go along with the utility company's request to do this sort of thing. Um, and I guess once you've decapitated it, they stay decapitated. But I'm very disappointed that um, the people that are working in the civil service there haven't um, haven't been forthright. Because the problem is, is that they've done nothing and then given up. I mean, we haven't even got 1970s level of energy efficiency programs here, let alone demand management, let alone battery management, let alone, you know, local solar, all the smart things you can do now with electricity because of electronics. We've decided that we'd rather, you know, complain about giving up on coal.
1: Well, is that what it is? To, is, is I mean, this, this campaign is pure politics. And I think if you look at it, honestly, you can't see it as anything else. Is that what sort of got us into this position as well? Just political maneuvering rather than actually doing what should have been done?
0: I think what's happened, Shay, is that an industry has uh, hoodwinked a group of gullible people, and that we continue to elect, you know, gullible people—people people who think they're much smarter than they actually are. Um, and I don't know how we fix that, but I'm working.
1: All right, And we will follow it along. David, I'm out of time, but thank you so much for being here. Some important information that economic withholding is something we need to talk about more uh, and need to get dealt with. So we'll continue to follow along your work and and see if you can help Albertans with the, as we're praying right now. Appreciate your time.